Welcome to Bible at the Beach. Today we'll be in uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 21. I'm so glad that you can join me today. Paul writes, I want you to know, dear ones, what has happened to me is not hindered, but help my ministry of preaching the gospel, causing it to expand and spread to many people. What's important in life is not always our story. It's the story that we tell ourselves about our story. A lot of it has to do with perspective and seeing life from 50,000 feet, really God's view, versus getting stuck in the weeds and seeing life just based on what's going to happen to you in the next minute, the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next month, versus how life unfolds month by month, year by year, decade by decade. This was Paul's perspective. He had an incredible perspective on life. And he says, listen, I'm in prison and you need to understand that what has happened to me has only happened for the furtherance of God's mission. You know, if we will learn to accept difficulty as a refining process, life really opens up. Most of us look at difficulty or perceived setbacks or things that don't go the way that we want them to as failures and they're not they're learning opportunities and it's often your interpretation of difficulty that allows you to have a godly perspective about life paul was in prison writing his most positive encouraging and inspirational letter if that isn't all the evidence that you need that circumstances don't dictate your peace and your happiness in life. I don't know what else to show you in regards to the scripture. He says, for now the elite Roman guards and government officials overseeing my imprisonment have plainly recognized that I'm here because of my love for the anointed one. So you'll find yourself in places and spaces that you didn't expect in your life because you're supposed to talk to people that you didn't plan to talk to. This was Paul's process. Paul was put in front of prison guards and prominent officials so that he could share the Lord with them. Maybe nobody would have had the opportunity that Paul had. And you need to ask yourself in your life, who are the people that I'm around in my life that I didn't expect to be around? Who are the people that are in my path now? A, I never expected to be on this path. And B, I don't even know what to say. God will give you the words to say. And God will often find you in unpredictable places and spaces because he wants you to represent him well wherever you find yourself. He says in verse 14, And what I'm going through has actually caused many believers to become even more courageous in the Lord and to be bold and passionate to preach the word of God, all because of my chains. So when you have courage and you have a bold perspective in spite of your circumstances, this is what is infectious. Courage is infectious. When people see you face life and the difficulty that it's given to you in a bold, courageous way, this provides the necessary inspiration for other people. You see, courage through adversity is a perspective that we need in every chapter of life that we find ourselves. Now, verse 15 says, it's true 
that there are some who preach Christ out of competition and controversy. For they are jealous over the way that God has used me. Many others have pure motives. They preach with grace and love filling their hearts because they know I've been destined for the purpose of defending the revelation of God. Now, Paul's pointing out a lot here. You don't have to serve God for 10 minutes to figure out some people view it as a competition. It's not. Um, we're not here competing against other believers. Uh, that's silly. Uh, that's immature. And that's a very finite way of viewing, by the way, a fellow brother and sister in Christ. We're not in competition uh, with each other at all. We're simply <clears throat> trying to find ourselves faithful in the place that God has put us. That's the goal of every believer. Are you being faithful in the place that God has put you? We often want God to change the place that he's put us so then we can start being faithful. God goes, no, 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 you go first. You be faithful in the place that I put you and then I'll determine how I want to use you in your life. Now, Paul dealt with jealousy. I was just texting someone yesterday um, dealing with jealousy, dealing with adversity, dealing with opposition. Um, there's not a day that goes by in my life I don't deal with jealousy, uh, opposition, uh, and um, people that are mean. I just ignore it. That's all you can do. Uh, and you stay focused on the life that God's called you to live and be faithful to what you're supposed to do. Uh, you don't have to respond. And you need to know that. It's okay to ignore <clears throat> controversy, attacks, criticisms, people that are mean. Uh, and what do you, what do I mean when I say that I ignore it? Well, uh, if I don't respond and I choose to be kind and loving to all people in all circumstances, that's what you do. <clears throat> then you stay focused on what God's asked you to do. This is what Paul's doing. Then Paul, by the way, very astutely says, look at motives don't even matter. What matters is that Jesus is preached. Are there people that preach Christ differently than the way I do it. Of course, of course, and that's okay. That's a beautiful thing. There are people that preach in a way that I would never do it because that's not my style. That's not my practice. That's not my preference. Listen, Jesus and the Bible are the preeminent apex assets of life. Jesus and the Bible. Our practices and our preferences are secondary. Those are just cultural things that we choose. You have to ask yourself the question, A, is Jesus in the Bible the most important things in my life? B, do I have practices and preferences that I like and that I enjoy when it comes to how I live out my faith? You should be able to say yes to that. If your practices and preferences of how you celebrate Jesus in the Bible in your life aren't exciting, go change them. Do yourself and everyone a favor. Go change them. You don't have to propagate perspectives and practices that you don't even like. Don't do that. Don't do it to yourself and don't do it to the people that you're supposed to help and that you're supposed to minister to in your life. You're wasting your time and their time. And God has a better plan for you. <clears throat> Verse 17, those who preach Christ with ambition and competition are insincere. So that's the wrong motive. 
The wrong motive for ministry is not ambition and competition. Paul's pointing this out. They just want to add to the hardships of my imprisonment. Some people, when uh, they're going through difficulty, they just want to make life more difficult for those around them. He says, yet in spite of all this, I'm overjoyed. What does it matter as long as Christ is preached? If they preached him with mixed motives or with genuine love, the message of Christ is still being preached. So here's Paul with a godly perspective. He's even saying motives don't even really matter. And I will continue to rejoice because I know that the lavish supply of the Spirit of Jesus, the Anointed One, and your intercession will bring me about my deliverance. Now, Paul switches here to our outlook. It's an abundance outlook. Paul goes, look, there's enough of God's love to go around. There's enough of God's grace to go around. We don't control the supply of God's love and the supply of his favor. It's unlimited unlimited. So why would you try to control an asset or a resource that has an infinite value to it and an infinite and a and an infinite supply? The waste of time. There's plenty of God's love to go around, plenty of his grace to go around, plenty of ministry to go around. So let's quit competing with and being ambitious with and let's just encourage each other and having a good time the way that God designed us to do it. He says <clears throat> No matter what, I'll continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ. That's the goal. We passionately cling to Jesus so that um, he will be revealed through me before everyone's eyes. That's the goal of every believer, that, we, that Christ would be revealed through us and in us and through us to the people that we interacted, through the relationships that we have uh, in our life so that I will not be ashamed in my life or death that Christ will be magnified in me, my life, my true life is the anointed one, and dying means gaining more of him. So we live on earth in this life for our life to be an invitation and a demonstration of the love of God, Jesus flowing in us and through us. Wow, God's so awesome. Let's pray together. God, give us your eyes. Give us your ears. Give us your heart today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in. Till next time, hope you have a beautiful day.